the hottest rapper in the world if not the galaxy and if not the universe coming to bless the mic once again it's kendrick motherfucking lamar the goat the greatest lyricist of all time the motherfucking hypest rapper the motherfucking top billboard shots the new next level maybe even better than Pac. kendrick lamar give him what you got Mm, push these niggas off me like hmm. Push these bitches off me like hmm. Push these bitches off me like hmm. He's killing it. I'm losing my fucking mind. It's DJ Hustle. This is the best shit you'll ever get in the motherfucking in the world. Push these niggas off me like hmm. Push these bitches off me like hmm. Push these niggas off me like hmm. He's killing it. He's the greatest. This motherfucker, bar none, the best bars we're listening to. Pick my daughter up. Mm, she need all the love. Mm, you're making it harder, love. You're making it awkwarder. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Kendrick Lamar, the album, we gave it some time, right? I said, I said it before. I'll say it again. We gave it Kendrick Lamar and Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers sometime right now that album's it's been about two months now you know it's sitting it's sitting there have you picked it up again has anyone picked it up again you know he's out here touring and shit but you really fuck with it though like like ask yourself like ask yourself do you really seriously fuck with it do you because i don't know man to me personally it's mid Kendrick. It's some. It's something that he could have delivered a little bit better. I listened to the control verse the other day, and I was, uh, I was thinking to myself. I thought, you know, Ken- that Kendrick, old Kendrick, would call out the new Kendrick, and it's happened time and time again with these rappers. These older rappers that are still in the game, they become hypocrites. To what, and like Eminem, for an example, like the Slim Shady, he'd be fucking making fun of old ass rapper Eminem right now, you know, Jay-Z, you know, still a nigga, you know, his, his song OJ, Life is still a nigga, you know what I mean, like the, the, the new, uh, the new Jay-Z is a shell of a man of, compared to old Jay-Z, old Jay-Z would have been like, man, fuck that shit. Yeah, I'm still a nigga. I'll bust your ass or some shit. It's just how it is, man. It's like the plight of the black man growing up, and especially if it's hip hop. And you know, I guess Eminem's a black man. Well, you know, he's he's been Im- immersed in hip hop for so long that you just give up the fight in you. I feel like, and 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 nothing more goes to show than I think with Kendrick is with this. I don't even know how it's labeled as the greatest hip-hop album of all time. When Kendrick Lamar literally has two albums that are better than that album. There's literally fucking To Pimp a Butterfly. It was gracing Pac levels as far as that that album was around Pac levels, right? Damn, 
was a fucking monumental thing that made me excited for hip hop again. It had the world shooken. He he was rapping. You know, my left stroke just went viral. You know, that shit was fucking, I don't know, it was new and innovative. This album, there's three hits on it, let's be honest. There's three songs that are you can save in your playlist. Then there's five that are okay. And then the rest are just scratching the surface. You know what I mean? They're scratching the surface. You ever be with a girl and she said, I almost came? Do you think she likes you for that? You know? You're with a girl and she's like, you know, I almost... I almost got there. I almost came. You almost gave me an orgasm. That's what I feel like Kendrick Lamar's album did to me. I almost enjoyed it. And almost gets you nowhere. You can't you can't give you don't get a championship for almost winning, you know? Oh, I almost slam dunked it, guys. I almost got that motherfucker in the goal. I almost got a home run. No fucking props for that. You got no props, man. And I'm going to tell it like it is because ain't nobody. He's probably chilling with a bunch of yes men. Kendrick Lamar, you probably chilling with a bunch of yes men, to be honest. This is uh, this is the one guy that's saying, yo, tighten that flow up. Lyrics probably, I'd put it as a six, six or seven lyrics. Flow, bro, two, three. You, you two, three in it up. There's a couple th- so- points on that s- album. There's a couple songs on the album where you you got it. You know, Silent Hill was good. But even then, that's like a, a mid-hit. You can't have mid-hits, bro. Yeah. N95, it's a song about COVID. Of course the world's going to like it. Because there ain't, ain't a lot of songs about... Let's just be honest. There ain't a lot of songs about COVID. It's just... It's like uh, when they were giving out the awards for... Uh, the pen, the, the 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 movies during the pandemic in 2020, 2021, in the midst of the pandemic, they had an award labeled the best song about the pandemic. Or no, not, not not the best song, the best movie about the pandemic. And you go like, well, how many, how many movies are there about fucking the pandemic that were released during the pandemic? Like five. You know, give them all an award then, I guess. Everyone, it's just checking off the boards. Everyone's getting participation trophies. But I'm tired of niggas gassing this nigga up. Like, Kendrick Lamar's mid, bro. He's been mid. Bro, when when you make an album for the Black Panther, and it's like, yo, this is this is for the struggle. You know, all the people in, in Wakanda. This is for the brotherhood, the heart and soul of Africa. Get your fists up. And he goes, you know. I made 500000 and I freaked it. I freaked it. I bought an 87 Cutlass for the weekend. The weekend. This ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. That shit sucks, man. I'm sorry, bro. Okay, listen, listen. I don't, I don't think I made my point. I don't think I made my point. Let me get my fucking... Let me get my phone on this. don't get it man I gotta fuck it I gotta tell it like it is bro okay we type it in Kendrick Lamar Kendrick Lamar's album Mr. Myrtle Mr. Myrtle and the big steps okay we gonna hit 
Can I hit shuffle on this motherfucker? Uh, I can't. I, can't, I really can't hit shuffle. Pick my daughter up. She need all the love. I'm making it hard enough. Just, I'm gonna add this whole thing to a playlist, and I'm gonna hit shuffle on a playlist, Mister, Mister Morale. Okay, so it's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers playlist. All his songs, we'll just hit shuffle and let's try to listen. Oh, this is actually my favorite song, to be honest. This is We Cry Together is actually the one song that I'm like, I put as like a hit. It's a hit song. But like, jeez. We got already a minute in. I gotta switch it because it, it's, it's literally the one song that I like. This is a different song. This is this is something I can I can pull apart. The Purple Hearts song. Mid beat. Not not in my head. It's off low. Sounds like an average drummer. You picked up off the street. Way too long of an intro. Off low. Okay, we're gonna get banned from YouTube, obviously, but fuck it. Shut the fuck up when you hear love talk. We waited. We waited forty-five seconds for him to say that. I'm sorry, bro. Like I'm. I'm sorry, dude. Like, for what you get in the album. And, and the lyrics and you hear Kendrick come on and he, he comes in half he comes in mid he comes in questioning himself you know you said he said it to everybody he said it to the world he said I'm fucking I had writer's block and I wasn't sure and some nigga on Twitter this is this is real inside this is shit that you know, I'm the only motherfucker that knows about this other than a select hand group of people that are on, twi on Twitter that day. <clears throat> there was this guy, and he was making fun. He was like, yo, Kendrick, and he was, like, going viral saying, yo, he was goading Kendrick. Kendrick retired. He ain't dropping shit. Kendrick retired. You know, he's Kendrick about to announce his retirement and shit. And then he said, he just hit a tweet with the date. Like he's like he's coming to drop another album, so he, I think it was like a spite album. Like he just kind of rushed into the studio, rushed into like to just get the naysayers off his back. And when you're doing that, when you're kind of making music to like it's it's spite music, but it's like an album that's not really dissing anybody. It's an album that's not. It's just kind of sharing your pain and sharing your triumphs you gotta have a little bit more pain and triumphs or pain and tribute trials and tribulations sorry 
You got to have a little bit more trials and tribulations. This is what we're getting is rich nigga problems. We got an album. It's a whole bunch of rich nigga shit. Rich nigga problems. Like not many people can really dive into. And, 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 you, and when you're making any artist has to understand how it's going to be interpreted by the average. And I know damn well when Hungry Kendrick, back in the day, Kendrick, that Kendrick that we used to love, we miss that old Kendrick, you know? That, not this new shit. Not this, I made 200000 and I freaked it. And I freaked it. I bought an 87. For, and then let's let's get Future on. Let's get Future on the motherfucker. Yeah, let's get Future on the hook because uh, we're we're very compatible, me and, me and Future. I'm going to do a song with... Uh, with that dead fucking dude now he's fucking such a loser now nobody fucks with new frieza rich the kid he got hyped up for what he made one good mixtape one time way back in like 2016 2017 and then people were fucking losing their minds rich the kid's killing it got a new song with kendrick lamar new frieza shit was whack bro when it came out shit was whack now ain't nobody listening to that shit Little Wayne came and bodied bo- when Little Wayne bodies you on your own verse, Kendrick. Yo, you gotta be like, and and K- Lil Wayne was still in the midst of of battling. He wasn't even getting paid and shit. He was like, hey, I'm just doing this shit for fun. I'm but I'm shitting on Kendrick. You know what I mean? In terms of like hopping on a beat and just doing what the fuck you should have done on that beat. You know what I mean? That's what you should have done on that beat, you bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like Kendrick Lamar. Mid, he's been mid for like four years. It's been mid. Like damn was killer, but damn was five, five, six years ago. Damn was when I wasn't even on as far as making money. Damn was a long time ago. Uh, and I missed that. It was a good. The, the, those songs uh, on damn were, they were getting poppy though. There you for real, but. They, they were still good and this one it like he went back into trying to do to pimp a butterfly and to do damn and he tried to combine the two and i feel like when you try to when you're trying to top things that you've already done while also taking elements from things that you have already done and also trying to incorporate the new things it's a lot of shit that you're thinking about and uh to keep it simple you gotta make good music. You gotta ride an instrumental. You gotta fucking spit bars. These shut the fuck up when the plug talk. Pussy got me like hmm. Pussy bitch got me like hmm. Like bro, like I'm sorry, but that shit ain't. It's not even hype. I'm sorry. The motherfucker's gassing Kendrick up. You know, and maybe he might have the best stage presence. He might have the greatest performances. He might be the greatest performer known to mankind. The shit at the Super Bowl was dope, but he was doing old shit. You seen that? He was doing to pimp a butterfly. He was doing to pimp a. He was doing uh, old shit on the Super Bowl halftime because you know damn well all of his new shit you can't fucking play at a halftime show. He had a chair and he was sitting down. In his performance, when he was performing, uh, oh, what the fuck is it? When he was performing, uh, Father Time, dude. You, I mean, t- when you're a rapper and you bring out a chair, dude, I'm sorry, dude. This is not lit. It's not lit. It's not even fun. It's not, you know, if I paid, if I paid to go see Kendrick Lamar give a fucking TED Talk, nigga, 
Give me my money back, bro. That's why I don't go to concerts, bro. Too many artists try to do this. Fu- they try to reinvent the wheel. Bro, just fucking rap, bro. You rap, you rap, you sing, you sing. You just make it good, bro. It's too many. Why is it, you know, why are these niggas out here just trying to fucking, they're out there climbing things and, you know what I mean? They're doing, they're hopping in the crowd and it's like, bro, like, can you finish your verse, bro? Can you finish it? Can you, can you, you go, he's like, all right, throws a microphone in the crowd, gets another motherfucker to start singing his own shit. It's like, bro, what are are we doing? You in the, you know, sing along, say it with me now. I didn't come here to sing. I didn't pay Money for me to sing your song, nigga. That's you, <laughs> old Patrice O'Neill bit, man. Like, yo, I don't want motherfuckers to put the microphone to the cr- nigga. I paid you to perform your shit. This is your song. If I want, I would have been in the shower right now singing along to your shits. But uh, I think that's enough bashing of Kendrick Lamar. I just had to say, it. I'm tired. Of like just gassing this name, just everywhere I look, you type in Kendrick Lamar on Twitter, and just motherfuckers just dick riding and sucking his cock for like it's a mid album at best. I, I said it before, a three hits, five okay songs, and a whole lot of filler. You can't scratch the rim. You know what I mean? You can't be kind of good. Oh, man, he almost got a touchdown. Oh, man, he he almost didn't crash. But you did crash. You know what I mean? He almost got the job done. But you didn't. That's just how it is, man. But enough about me bashing Kendrick Lamar. He's, as far as, like, the, I tried to fucking, I put this, the... The, the single or I tried to play the uh, shuffle that's but luckily Spotify knows that the one song that I do like is fucking We Cry Together I really fuck with that shit but even then it's like alright like how many times can I listen to A Couple Fighting before I you know before I just turn it off so it's an intro he made a cool little he made a cool little interlude but that's it Speaking of uh, mid-tier performance, Kid Cudi was at Rolling Loud, and he was set to replace Kanye West after uh, there was a lot of talk like they weren't going to let Travis Scott perform after what happened at Astroworld, and, uh, you know, uh, Kanye wasn't really uh, fucking with Kid Cudi, because Kid Cudi, this is a lot of fucking drama, to be honest, this is like, this is like almost like uh, high school level drama right now that we're dealing with in the rap game, but... Kanye West wasn't really feeling Cuddy because Cuddy was seen with fucking Pete Davidson in the height of when Kim Kardashian was rumored to be dating Pete Davidson. So there, there's photos of him, him and, and Cuddy emerged. Pete, PD, Ski Davidson. Uh, they were, they were shown photos of them eating together. And then Kanye West was like, I ain't really fucking with Cuddy no more. I know I produced his albums. I know I, we, we went back and forth in the studio together. I ain't really fucking with this nigga no more. And there was this beef, right? In the height of the Kimye divorce, he was seen photographed. Pete Davidson was seen photographed with Kid Cudi, and that made Kanye lose it, right? Uh, and it's wild, man, because Kanye West came out. And we'll, we'll talk about this. Kanye West went a little crazy a couple weeks, uh, last week ago. 
a week ago on Twitter, or uh, it was Instagram, sorry. And Kanye does this weird thing where he deletes all his, like he'll post ridiculous shit, ridiculous like shade room, uh, TMZ level propaganda that you just, you just don't know how true it is, man. But he's got, he's got a team going scouring the internet trying to find dirt on Pete Davidson and this is rumor right it's alleged I don't know how true it is but Kanye claims that before the death the old you know the this the kind of suicide overdose of Mac Miller uh, Pete Davidson was sending him pics of him and Ariana Grande in bed together to Mac Miller in the midst of their breakup you know so it's like much like what Skeet Davidson sent to Kanye after uh, after the height of their divorce, and he was in bed like, "Yo, I'm in bed with your wife. What you doing?" Right? When he was in bed with Kim, he was showing that shit. So Kanye West, there was there was no proof of that, but Kanye West said that that's what happened to uh, Mac Miller before the time that he passed, and I did kind of feel like. <clears throat> Because there was a, the Mac Miller and Ariana Grande, they were in love together, right? Uh, she left him because uh, he was doing too much drugs, right? He was getting lit, I guess. That's what she said. But then she, like, rebounded. To re- get rebounded, and it's Pete Davidson. It's, he's such a mid-level nigga. He's such a, I mean, his dick might be great, but, like, his jokes are fucking corny. You know, his jokes are mid-tier. As a person mid of course his dick game gonna be good he he's got nothing else to work on bro he's his comedy's average you know he even looks kind of goofy you know he's not swagged out to anything he ain't cool you look at him and you go "Mm." but just a lot of bitches fuck him so it becomes that pussy begets pussy Scenario: The phenomenon of the uh, snowball effect, where if a lot of women think that that's cool, a lot of women will do. Remember that? Uh, remember that uh, bullshit thing that came out where uh, it was like some Asian girl saying, uh, "If it brings you no joy, get rid of it. Clear out your space. Clear apartments." And like so many women bought that. So many women are just throwing out shit. This book I'm throwing away. This stuffed animal I'm throwing away. The covers, we don't need them. Pillows, get rid of them. You know, it doesn't bring me joy. I get rid of it. And a lot of women got rid of their men too. Like men that they loved. (laughs) He's not bringing me joy this very instant. Get him out of here, right? And that's, I feel like a lot of women like just hop on. Like there's a lot of bandwagoning. People bandwagoning bandwagon in general but like if 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 i told a chick that said that guy looks like an asshole i wouldn't talk to him if i told her that hey listen that guy just fucked five got five chicks the last week she'd go hmm 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 you know push these niggas off me like hmm i want that <laughs> i want that nigga like yo it seems like it is as fucked up as it is though like if you can get a lot of pussy you can get a lot of pussy right like it doesn't stop you from getting a lot of but women always say that they don't like a player till the player's actually in their face and you can go oh no my bitch is gone <laughs> player comes through it's like oh man he took my bitch hmm 
And 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 there's no loyalty over women. I, I've read over the internet. <laughs> yeah, you know, loving loving relationship. You, you know, the father of three kids. She went out on and she went on and she started sucking this dude's dick because he got her emotions in a fucking flurry. Got her emotions in a frenzy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I mean, so like this, the phenomenon of Pete Davidson is just that he just gets a lot of bitches and and is fuck game correct. You know, he probably uses a lot a lot of magic wands and dildos and shit too. He he definitely pop in Viagra. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he probably you know. Probably put some little bit of cocaine on his tongue or some shit, and he keeps that shit numb so he can keep it going. He go hours. He's there's tricks. That's what I'm all I'm saying is there's tricks when you're fucking these bitches, right? But uh, back on to Kid Cudi, and that's why Kanye ain't fucking with Cudi, right? So Kanye said that he ain't performing at Rolling Loud because they ain't letting Travis Scott in that motherfucker. Kid Cudi performs at Rolling Loud, right? He replaces Kanye West, and this is wild because during Kanye, uh, Kid Cudi's performance, people were like, we wanted Kanye. You know, people were booing him and throwing shit on stage. They are just fucking with his performance because they were Kanye West, Kanye West was slated to perform at Rolling Loud, right? So it's, it's obvious that at the time when Kanye should be performing and Kid Cudi comes out, you go... Oh, not another mid nigga, another mid tier nigga, right? <laughs> People, so many memes were like Kanye uh, after Kid Cudi performed uh, "Day and Night" and "The Pursuit of Happiness," he started sweating. <laughs> like, oh shit, what else? You want me to keep going? <laughs> they just started throwing shit, <laughs> and like a nigga that ran out of uh, hits to give the fucking audience. <laughs> He said, if someone throws another bottle at my motherfucking, at me on stage, I'm out this bitch. And I, I don't know, someone, I guess, threw the, the thing just to give him the excuse to be out. And he just dipped out that motherfucker. He's just like, all right, fuck it, I'm out, right? So he left after after performing only The Pursuit of Happiness in Day and Night. I mean, he, he could have went, mmm, for 21 minutes. Mmm, yeah, Shut the fuck up, guys. Hey, everybody in the back, stop throwing shit. Kid Cudi about to go. Mm-hmm. I'm on the pursuit of happiness. Why do these niggas suck so much, man? Kid Cudi suck. These guys are all mid-level rappers, man. They just got fame. They just got hype. They suck, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Let Kid Cudi do his thing. Do your thing, nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pursue the It's like, yo, you might as well just get a computer-generated voice. And fucking get hologram Kid Cudi up here. He'll actually finish the fucking set, right? But the funny thing is, after Kid Cudi fucking left, the nigga that he replaced came out. Kanye West came out. You know what I mean? Kanye West then fucking came up to close up the performance, bro. It was fucking wild. Like, he gets booed off stage and the nigga that replaced... And Travis Scott showed up to Rolling Loud, I think a day later for... uh, He showed up for one of the other sets. But Kanye West came out and he performed... What did Kanye West perform? Kanye West performed one of the kid, uh, one of the kids see ghosts things. He performed one of the fucking the album from Kid Cudi. <laughs> like that's you gotta be sitting in the back like 
these niggas ain't fuck with me, but they fuck with me. Like, they fuck with Ye doing me, not me doing me or whatever. I don't know, man. That's gotta, that's gotta fuck. That's gotta fuck with you though. Like, Kid Cudi, one of those weird niggas though. He's one of those niggas that also I think is much like Kendrick Lamar. You know, they're in the boat of Kendrick, Kendrick, Kid Cudi, J. Cole, Joey Badass. The motherfuckers are like, they're too like, I'm in my art. This is, I need, I need a, them niggas are probably the niggas that probably like have a lot of paintings in a room and go, I like this aesthetic. You know, those niggas, those are the niggas. This aesthetic is keeping my vibes going. Uh, the chakras. Get some incense burning while I'm writing. You know, while I'm writing in my notebook. And his notebook has one of those uh, frills that you can put in and put where you left off. You know, one of those. These niggas are losers, man. These niggas suck. But, uh, yeah. I'd say, like, in, they're, like, in that realm. And Kid Cudi is, like... He's gotten to the point where he's a meme. Kid Cudi's a meme, right? And he didn't roll into it. Except in that movie, Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up. Like, if that was Kid Cudi, like, like he's just ironically just being that guy. It's funny. But I appreciated that guy when he was actually with Ariana Grande, right? Which is kind of weird, too. It's all kind of melding together. But, like, that movie Don't Look Up, they were, like, parodying, parodying, like, the pop star shit. But it was too on brand with what they do. Like, Kid Cudi, you can't make a movie last year about being, like, that cello dude and then not fucking, and then get, like, uppity when you actually are the character that you played a year ago. Like, it's, it's... It's hitting vision. It's hitting levels of of a simulation where it's like you literally just became the art that you were. Like it's you, your breakout hit song was "I'm a Stoner Loner." You know what I mean? I'm solo. I'm by myself, and I don't really care that much about shit. Your whole fucking vibe was like, yeah, yeah, this shit sucks. So when it comes down to it, in the industry, and it's time for you to do industry shit. And, and, you, and you, you, you go, oh, this sucks. You know what I mean? Don't get mad. You literally built that around you. You're like, that's your personality. That's you. You, you are like the guy to get booed off of Rolling Loud because motherfuckers didn't respect you. And you have a lot more. And you have a lot more respect for yourself to walk out. Right? So, like, yo, you're playing into exactly what you were and what the fans thought of you. And, and sure, there's going to be a whole bunch of people on, on your side. And I'm on your side. I'm like, yo, what they did was kind of fucked up. Well, let's be honest. What were you going to play after the three hit songs that you got or whatever? You know, you got 20 minutes to fill. You filled 10 with three, two, three songs. There's only so much time you can go. Day and night. Hold on, shut the fuck up, everybody. Kid Cudi about to go. Dude, I don't know, man. I ain't fucking with it. I ain't fucking with it. Eminem and Snoop Dogg, you know, finally dropped a song together after uh, they had a minor beef years back, right? 
couple years ago. I think Snoop Dogg went on the Breakfast Club and said, "M ain't in my top ten. You know, he ain't. He ain't in my top five. He ain't even in my top ten. He might not even be in my top one hundred. No." And it was out of context because it was like, because he put a lot of people that he believed were before Eminem, like the guys that kind of shaped Eminem's flow and, and all of the things that Eminem puts in his top 10, like Rakim, uh, KRS-One, uh, Slick Rick, probably most likely. I don't know. I don't know what he was. He said a bunch of rappers that kind of influenced Eminem. Uh but he, I think Snoop Dogg has the idea that if he was cool with Dre, then 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 it's like a it's like a it's the power dynamic, right? You know, and then we go into the the laws of power, uh, the power dynamic. It started with Dre, and Dre, and then like Dre probably, Easy E. Ice Cube, those are the niggas, right? MC Ren, they were all in that area, right? They were coming up. But Dre made the beats, right? Jay was killing and he was rapping. And and, and Ice Cube was the writer and, and Easy E was the motherfucking celebrity. So it took their power dynamic to the forefront. And then Dre started finding guys like Eminem. And Eminem found a guy like 50 Cent. So in Snoop Dogg's kind of the way I think I, I'm gonna put words in this nigga's mouth if you you can't be better than the guy that brought you up right like it's the power thing where you like you never outshine the person that put you on the pedestal uh, so 50 Cent will never be as good as Dre and, and subsequently never be as good as Eminem in, in, in their minds and Eminem will never be better than Dre because Dre found Eminem and made Eminem what he was today. And they was kind of explaining that. So it kind of made sense in that regard. Uh, but of course, you know, the, the way the news spins shit, you know, is like, yo, Snoop dissed Eminem. And you go like, oh, what the fuck? And then you click on it and you listen to Snoop talking and you go, Snoop is fucking an old man. And anyway. These guys are all old men. They're like 50 years old. You know, I mean, Eminem's 49, about to be 50. Snoop Dogg's fucking 56. You know what I mean? And he was just rambling. Sound like an old man that didn't take his meds. He was like a high stoner, stoned out, maybe burnt out or something like that. He was just like, I don't, know. I don't think Eminem that good. Anyways, but I listened to the song, you know? I listened to the song that they have. Uh, it's like from... Long Beach, no, from um, from Compton to L, from uh, Detroit to LBC. I gotta say, man, like I fucked with Eminem mid, mid level Eminem, uh, mid verse. Then he got into that fast rap, and I'm not a really, I'm not a fan of like trying to be like Busta Rhymes or Twista when Eminem does it because it's kind of like and it's like okay it just sounds to me it sounds corny man I like when like Eminem was like I'll stab you in the head whether you're a fag or les homosex or trans or that cause those rhymes actually like they were just, it's almost like a zigzag flow of like each individual consecting rhyme also connected and it wasn't like a I'm a it's not like a alien malian alien galian it's not like just every single word is like just thrown together and then you can say that 
these are words that all make me great, right? These are all like stronger, faster, you know, like you're just throwing in adjectives and then wrapping up something at the end. It's, it's, it's a lazy form of writing to me. But when you're kind of going from concept to concept while also creating a story, that's good music. And uh, Snoop Dogg came in on that verse. And I think Snoop Dogg killed it. Snoop Dogg did what Snoop Dogg did what Eminem should have done on that motherfucker right there. Because Snoop Dogg actually, you know, spit something. Spit something real and for the boys, you know. And, uh, and, and the thing is, Eminem's been sober for how many years now? He's been sober, you know what I mean? But when he came on the micro, and, and there's nothing wrong, hey, listen, nothing wrong with getting sober. Get your life together, bro. <clears throat> but when you get on a song with Snoop Dogg and you go, <clears throat> I'm getting contact high. Oh, damn, Snoop Dogg, you got me. Oh, man, the smoke's coming out, you motherfucker. I think I'm contact high. Like, that shit, I'm sorry, bro. I'm so, That shit corny, dude. You're a 49-year-old dude. That shit corny, man. Shit, like, why can't these niggas retire, dude? Why can't Eminem, you know, Dre, when is Dre going to drop Detox? You know, when not a video game, when are these niggas going to fucking just give it up, man? These this This is why, mainly the reason why... That like a lot of guys growing up go fuck these older niggas, fuck our idols, because they ain't putting nobody on. You know what I mean? They got on. You know what I mean? In the midst of it, these guys are fucking trash, and they held their position, and and they're they're fucking whack, man. Like Snoop Dogg. Uh, he's good, don't get me wrong. But, like, holy fuck, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, if 90% of your catalog is unknown music, then you're not, are you good? Are you good? He's got a great catalog of music, don't get me wrong, at Snoop Dogg. And, 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 but, like, there's a lot, like, you gotta wean through a lot of his guess versus a lot of the you know things that you would go like this is Snoop Dogg coming up with these new guys these new cats like at least Shaggy and here we'll put Shaggy on Shaggy was a motherfucker he was like a rapper he was a rapper right he was a rapper almost every single one of his hits were with nobodies it wasn't me who was that nigga got me on the counter what me yeah and who I don't know that nigga Angel Shady my angel. Who's that nigga? We don't know. We don't know. Like, he, he had a lot of fucking hits that he put out with nobodies. Because good music begets good music. You know, good music begets this fame-dropping shit. These name features. Like, I'm tired of, like, <clears throat> people doing clout. Like, it's like the clout chasers. You know what I mean? You're doing, you, you guys did, and, and you know what? I maybe go back on it because I, I felt kind of good that the song released with Eminem and they cleared up the beef, Eminem and Snoop Dogg. But you could have just cleared up the beef, you know. I liked I liked the song first thing, and and what I don't like about music is when I usually first off my first impression of music, I like it, 
then I slowly don't like it because I slowly see all the flaws. Like, it's like the wool was pulled over my eyes. Like, very much like a lie. A lie sounds good the first time. But when you kind of hear it more and more again and you start to realize it's a lie, it almost pisses you off. Whereas the truth hurts at the beginning, but through time, it tells a story and you finally, you know, come to grips with the reality. It's, you, most people that are smart would appreciate the truth rather than a lie. And, you know, I don't know, man, this whole Snoop Dogg kind of beef, Eminem kind of beef, sounds like they're just pu- pushing out things just to get a, just to get a <coughs> wreck a, just to get a record out, just get some clout, man. Moving on, man. Kim Kardashian is set to free Gunna from jail. She's out here. She's out here doing being a lawyer, right? She's she's trying to be a lawyer. Uh, she's gonna free Gunna from jail, right? So she's trying to get Gunna, but not Young Thug. I don't know why they're not trying to get Young Thug. Maybe Young Thug's charges are a little bit more serious, but. Kim Kardashian, as as uh, as much as I want to hate, like you know, because everyone always go, oh, Kim Kardashian, she's famous for nothing, but uh, she got quite a bit of people, you know, and, and you know, black black men and women out out of jail uh, for like charges that just were kind of trumped up, charges that didn't really make sense. You know, guys smoking weed or like a, a dude in the wrong place at the wrong time and kind of looked like the criminal. There's a lot of like people just sitting in jail for a long time that are truly innocent. And uh, if she can, I don't know, if she can really find the innocence in Gunna, because to be honest, man, I, I, Gunna seemed like a dude that smoked a lot of weed, took some pills, and fucked some bitches. That's it. He didn't look like a gangster. Young Thug. There's rumors. There's there's rumors. And in, in, in your song when you really when you really emphasize like I really do kill niggas. You know what I mean? Like when you're out there really doing that, it's kinda hard to get kinda hard to get off once you do get slapped with the book. If you're really out there like I'm really gonna shoot niggas in Instagram live, it's not even a song. You're just like I'm really gonna pop niggas with this gun right here that I got. It's kind of hard to get. It's kind of hard to get off when you got charges coming your way, right? It's kind of hard, right? Uh, you know. So it shouts out to Kim Kardashian. Hopefully, you you get back with Kanye West. You know. I just I don't know why I want Kanye. I want Kimye. It's like a movie almost, right? Right now we're in the midst of like the Kanye West, the lovable loser. I can't get anything right. You know. Only you take Kanye, only you take Kanye West back, Kim Kardashian, and uh, and and you both of your guys' network skyrocket to the trillions. I don't know, I don't know what to, I don't know how to end that. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you know, I said this a couple of podcasts ago. You know, the luggage. Uh, I'll say it again. Airlines don't give a fuck about your luggage, dog, and uh, no one else knows this better than right now than Joey Badass. Joey Badass found out the hard way on Delta Airlines when they destroyed his luggage with $12,000 worth of equipment. Talking like the studio mixers, the microphones. He $10,000 worth of equipment. And even though he, he, he stated, even though he's like, I'm a, dime, I'm a diamond member, 
They go, he's a diamond member. All right, we're going to destroy up to $10,000 worth of equipment, right? You know, if you're just a regular member, they would have just took, they would have just took your, took 5000 off your fucking luggage. But it's just, it's funny, right? Because, I mean, I said this before, and it's cool to do a callback. But, uh, no, it's getting worse. I, I heard uh, from a buddy at work. This guy said, it's literally a football field full of luggage. It's like almost like an island now. They got a little, they got a mini island of all this lost luggage that they don't know what to do with. They don't know where to send it. They, and um, I don't understand how that, I don't understand how you get a problem like that. I don't understand, like it's, it has to be one of those things like, that they just said, all right, we're going to do this just for this one time. And this one time became a week. Then this, you know, it's it very much like the COVID pandemic, right? Just two weeks. We're just going to, you know, keep the, the baggage here. And then they, the guys that said just two weeks probably went on vacation or probably quit. And then they said, all right, so just put that stuff there for now and we'll deal with it later. And everyone's, and then the monkeys, you know, the monkeys, once new monkeys come into the cage, they get told, just put that stuff there. And then slowly down a long, long line of the telephone game, they just said, all right, just, it, it just goes there. That's just what it is. It's not just there for now. It's just, it's there forever, right? We just toss the bags there and we'll deal, we'll deal with it once it be, once the airport becomes a luggage thing will start selling the luggage back to people. You know, it's just, you know, open up a warehouse and just sell and sell knickknacks to the pawn stars or something. You know what I mean? We got a fucking we got a luggage here. Take it or leave it fifty dollars. Fifty dollar luggage here. And then it's like, come on, big money, big money. Oh fucking clothes from Walmart. Fuck. Oh dude, I got I got uh, fucking Joey Joey Badass's twelve thousand dollars worth of equipment for fifty dollars. Fuck yeah, man. That's what it is, man. That's how it is. I think that's what the fucking the end game for uh the end game for the airlines with this luggage thing is to get everybody's luggage and then sell it back to them. <laughs> sell it back to them at a fucking a decent profit, right? Moving on, man. Fifty cent, and this is rapper news, by the way. People go like, "Wow, there's a lot of a lot of rap going on lately in this in this podcast, right?" What are, is this the weekend show that I've grown, come to know and love? That I've grown to love. There's a lot of niggas in this motherfucker. Well, <laughs> we're doing the rap game right now. It's the, you see the chain on, you see the rings on, you see the hat on, you see the the bling edge, you know. You see the shirt, baby. Uh, yeah, we did just a bunch of raps, hip hop news, if you will. Uh, Fifty Cent is working on a horror flick, and I didn't say horror flick; I said a horror flick. You know that got so it got so gruesome that the cameraman passed out while he was filming a kill scene because this scene was really bloody. You know, it's images may disturb you. Uh, but you can check it out. It's uh, it's it's kind of funny, man. The video starts off with like this girl, and it looks almost it looks real to be honest. Like it looks almost like one of those snuff films that you see on the dark web. Uh, this girl's just bloody, right? She's bleeding, 
and then it just goes and the camera just falls down and it, it like it like like it's almost staged but when someone fat faints it always looks fake i i don't know about the people out there if they've ever seen i don't know if you've ever seen a person faint but like they kind of do do that oh good heavens like they just ugh. like i've seen people faint before and i was like yo is that they're fucking with me right like i'm i'm the worst when it comes to somebody fainting because somebody will faint and then they'll hit their head and i'll go ah, you fucking with me dog and i'll kick them <laughs> oh this guy's fucking with me he's kicking him in the head come on man that's a good act that you got going but uh it it does to me i never i can never call when someone faints and especially i fainted one time and i even then at that time i don't even believe that i fainted i couldn't i'm still to this day i feel like that wasn't really a faint but i was just so like oxygen deprived that i did i just put my hand on the side and slipped out and i just fucking hit my head and i remember hitting i remember fainting i people go i blacked out i remember fainting fuck i remember when i was a baby too to be honest man people people are gonna say this is cap people are gonna say oh i remember actually being in my dad's ball sack swimming around i'm like i can't wait to reach that egg motherfucker and i was talking shit to the other sperm too right people are gonna say this is cap man but i remember being a baby i was a baby right and uh specifically because my mom as, as a naked little baby she would uh wash me in the sink and then she'd put me down on the uh, on the bed. And I remember it being cold as a baby. I remember like that first time, and I always thought like, because I'm a baby, I would think that uh, that it was going to be as that it was gonna be that cold for the rest of my life. And I was like, oh god, this sucks. Like I'm so cold as a naked baby laying on the bed, before, you know, air drying out before my mom gets a towel or something and i remember being like oh gosh as a baby i'm like where'd my mom go she's gone i'm fucking stuck here to, to fend for myself as a baby crawling around on her bed that's what you know that's i remember that specific being like there was nothing like there was no thought after there was no thought after of like um, it's just okay. This is what it is, and I was like, when my mom come came back, I was like, oh great, nice, she'll save me, right? Because I was such. When you're a baby, you're so helpless, right? You're so helpless. Um, but yeah, uh, when I fainted, I remember fainting and being like, dude, oh, this isn't gonna look good, because <laughs> there's a guy next to me. <laughs> so I like passed out, and no one helped me. I was, I guess. You know, when you're a black dude downtown, you know, if you look, you faint. People are just going to step over them, right? That's what my friends do, too. I passed out the other night when we were drinking with my buddies, and they just like, all right, guys, it's time to go home. Jeff's passed out on the floor. They don't, they don't help me or nothing. They just go, all right, see you, Jeff. <laughs> and I'm like, don't let the door hit you on the way out, you fucking sons of bitches, because ain't nobody here. Ain't no fucking, ain't nobody giving me flowers, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody giving me flat unless it's poison ivy. All right, we were trying to fucking set a nigga up, right? Uh, moving on, right? Kodak Black was arrested again after police pulled him over with several pills of oxycodone, and uh, Kodak Black, uh, you know, claims that it's prescribed for the fact that man he's been in in a shooting, 
just recently that he was involved in and as as well as he was when he was in jail he was in multiple assaults while you know being locked up so he's been like a target like he's just using these oxycodone pills to you know numb the pain of like dude has been shot at he sh- got shot he, you know he's been in jail he's constantly a victim he does meth too like i mean you kind of need oxys just to kind of when you're trying to kick meth buddy you know what i mean you know because that, that's the rumor I, I don't know if it's true but he says it in multiple songs that he's in his latest album that he's like a meth head right he's like likes the, the fucking get high on meth so uh i mean when you're trying to like go all oh, right maybe a day give me a day without meth right today i'm gonna try to not do meth today uh give me some oxys right like what, what do you expect from your boys right I don't know, man. I just feel like, yo, let that boy do some drugs, dude. All motherfucking police. The hip-hop police do not. They give no. They give no fucking room to breathe with these boys. Let them do some oxys, bro. Come on, man. The fuck? Like, if you, especially if you have them prescribed, man. Y'all motherfuckers are tripping. Uh, moving on. Well, speaking of hip hop police, actually, let's we'll talk about this. Uh, French Montana is out here telling it like it is, and he is accusing record labels of embracing street violence and actually capitalizing off rappers' deaths. You know, in this interview, he told DJ Academics, "Record labels are now taking out life insurance policies on the artists in anticipation of them being killed." And uh, it doesn't surprise me. I believe that. It, it makes sense, especially because you go, you know, uh, French Montana said this. He said, uh, why else do you think, like, when all of these new rappers died, they immediately got an album? You know what I mean? They got the post-humorous album. Soon as fucking X died, they got an album. Soon as Juice World died, they got an album. And you go, like, yo, uh, King Von died. He got an album. You go, like, dude, why? Like, it's like they're holding off. The labels will hold off. Wait, because, like, they know when someone dies, it turns millions of views into billions of views. Turns billions of views into trillions of views. It's just, it gives you such a fucking, you get a hype around the death of that rapper, right? And, uh, dude, Juice World is a great example. Like, uh, especially for me specifically because I was one of those guys that I thought he was trash. I thought Juice World was trash for the longest time. Uh then when he died. Well I, I no I listened to Death Race uh for Love. I was like this is actually pretty good. Right? There's quite a bit of bangers on that uh album. Uh but then I started really fucking with him when he died because I, I went I gotta fucking I gotta go through this guy cause you know I mean so many people were like goading me into telling me that this is you know listen to this shit so I listened to it and I, I my, my favorite shit by Juice World is Empty like that song is great right but uh it seems as though that the uh the labels did capitalize on his death right 
Because, like, how the fuck did they have 17 features with artists? You know, how did he have a song with Eminem over here? He has a song over there. He's got a song with Lil Wayne over here. He's got, you know, he's just got all these things just with all these different artists. And you go, like, dude, they didn't give Juice World that. You know, Juice World was kicking it with a ski mask. Yo, and y'all ain't giving ski mask shit, bro. Like, where's like y'all motherfuckers? Ski mask was rocking with XX and Juice World for from the from the jump, right? And and it just makes me mad because yo, ski mask ain't get shit. Yo, when 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 X died, ski mask ain't get no fucking features with X, right? But they got a little Wayne and Drake X song, and and. Drake is rumored to kill to set the hit out on X, bro. Like, I'm sorry to tell it like it is, but man, if you want to kill me for a nigga telling the truth, then go kill me for a nigga that tells the truth. Just solidify what I've said in my fucking podcast. But goddamn, dude, why the hell? Like, why the hell is like so many people fucking with X, so many people fucking with Juice World, but Ski Mask was literally in. They were like the two. They were like all three good friends. And ain't nobody rocking with Ski Mask. Ain't nobody getting on a feature. Nobody saying, hey, yo, Ski. I'm fucking with you, man. I'm fucking with, you know, like, you come hop on the song with X. Come hop on the song with Juice. No, nobody gives. And then watch when, if, if, Lord, Lord, you know, Lord, you know, hope, knock on wood, this doesn't happen. But. If if schema has died, damn well, motherfucker. Those same dudes that been rocking with X and 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 and, and, and Juice, uh, posthumously, whatever they want to call it, after death, of course, fucking, they're gonna be like, they're gonna do a song with Ski and go like, yo, this motherfucker, the greatest, you know, he is a legend in this town, because y'all motherfuckers are phony, man. It's the uh, and the thing about drink tra- drink champs is cool is that they actually give flowers to the people. So I think, you know, uh, we're going to take a page out of drink champs notes. We'll be doing this hip-hop news for a little bit. Shouts out to uh, Noriega. Shouts out to fucking DJ FN. DJ EFN? DJ EFN. 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 Well, shouts out to those boys down at drink champs. And uh, we're going to give Ski Mask his flowers, man. Because, yo, I, I always found, like, yo, Ski Mask and fucking X were fucking solid. The songs that Juice and Ski Mask did were solid. These niggas were fucking, like, three peas in a pod, if you will. These guys were fucking dope-ass artists. And, and, and two, losing two of your best friends can fucking, in the span of a year, I think it was, a year or two years... And he came out and he was like, he made a Twitter post like, I can't believe this shit, man. Both my friends died in a span of whatever year. This shit seems like it's, motherfuckers, it's out, like life's out to get me, like God's out to get me. That's a very honest take on, on when, like, things like that happen to you. And he tweeted that out. And, uh... For something that would, like, like, that would shatter a lot of people... Uh, it would shatter a lot of people for that to happen. Uh, but I, I think, like, Ski Mask has been dropping bangers. He's been killing it, man, as far as, like, just coming in with, like, an air of, like, 
not taking himself so seriously, you know, still having fun with it. It's not like it's not like he's got to write, you know, love letters to his friends or anything like that, because I'm sure he enjoyed the time that he had with his friends and like, he kept it real. Right. You know, Ski Master seems like one of those dudes that uh, like Red Man and Method Man kind of guys like just wants to be in the studio, wants to make the dopest shit that people listen to. Not like uh, these phony rappers, these phony lyricists, these motherfuckers that like hop on the billboard charts and then, uh, and then, you know, fucking get booed off stage at Rolling Loud and they lose their chicks to subpar comedians. You know what I mean? Ski Mask, one of the real ones, man, for real. And uh, the shit that he drops with the fucking DJ Scheme and Danny Towers and fucking Lil Yachty. The shit's fucking, it's been classic. It's been like the underground shit. It's like that. It's like he's bringing back mixtapes in a way that, you know, it's like you could start selling them. The niggas are selling mixtapes out the trunk of the car again. And like, it's like that old school, new school. It's like the new underground. And to be honest, the new underground fucking killer like the shit that i got to be honest like like take a look at my most recent uh, three albums that i've dropped in the last three years and uh this shit that i'm working on it's good man and i feel like the the new underground it kills like the, the old underground's classic right you know there's a different time you know there's Dance with the Devil by Mortal Technique is killer. It's, it's phenomenal underground. But the new underground has this air of like it's it's taking pop, it's taking punk, it's taking um, a little bit of goth, like with little peep, like little peep. You know, let's take in like these elements and it's like mashing them together to, together to get the best sound. It's like the best way to describe the new underground is like it's like letting the pawns go first and then like learning kind of thing and then assessing and then just creating the best cool wavy sounds that you could hear like there's some underground artists right now that are just so good I, I swear, I think I've said this before, man. This guy sounded exactly like... Remember that song, Cake by the Ocean? It was a famous song by... Uh, was it One Direction or something? Some some dude, maybe fucking Harry Styles or something. But this guy sounded... like I swear to God, this guy that I listened to, and I don't even know who he was, and that's probably a telltale sign of like how good he promotes himself. But I listened to him one time... And I looked at it, it said one player, you know, one monthly listener on Spotify. I go, I'm the only one listening to this guy. But it sounded like a famous song. It it was a hit. It was a monumental hit. Sounded like you would hear on the radio. You'd walk by and go, "Eh, Cake by the... It was kind of like Cake by the Ocean, but not... It's just a, a typical pop song. But it was so good, and I just was like, dude... And he had some weird thing where it was like, it was called Waves or something. And he had like perfect uh, blended, uh, fuck, what is it called? 
the uh, like uh, the instrumental blended perfectly with like the sound effects because he threw in like waves of the ocean or something like that, and it was just like a it was to be honest a phenomenal song and I wish I could somehow find it to listen to it again but uh to be honest man it was just some dude that you never heard of had one fucking person listening to him maybe like 10 monthly you know plays on fucking SoundCloud 12 views on YouTube nobody knew him but he was fucking amazing and I, I it just made me go like well this guy's doing it and he's not even getting respect so I can do it with the little monetary successes that I've had, I can keep going. And uh, with that being said, you know, to end this podcast, I'll I'll put the, uh, we got a song coming out. It's called Running Through the Woods. And I feel like this song, Eminem, you know, better than Eminem. It's better than uh, Lil Wayne. Better than Kanye West, better than Jay Z, better than Kendrick Lamar, better than J. Cole, better than Joey Badass. And you know I'm saying, uh, who's all, who's another lyricist? Another lyricist we're picking at. Uh, we'll go on record and say it's better than Pharrell. Yeah. Even though Pharrell is a singer and a producer, it's better than, uh, you know, so better than M. Better than uh, better than Snoop for sure. This shit is a song that I could safely say I need. I, it's one of those songs I need to listen to. It's a song that I gotta listen to it. And maybe I might. I might. Should I play it? Should I play it for the? Should I? Uh, I won't play it because uh, I might be selling it. Um, you can pre-order it now. It's going to come out on September 11th. And, and with the ongoing luggage that I've, uh, that I've described in previous podcasts as well as this one, I've stated that with all this luggage being lost due to the fucking airport's incompetence, I am now becoming... I am now going to become a international terrorist. And... Uh, you know, this song right now will describe, especially because it's going to come out on 9-11, the anniversary of September 11th. Uh, it's coming out 2022, 9-11, September 11th, running through the woods. Pre-order it now. Uh, and, 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 and you know what I might, what I'll do, I might drop it on OnlyFans. And for like 99 cents, you can fucking, you could just take the fucking, you could just take the, the download, if you will. I might try to do that. I don't know how you can do that, though. Like, if there's just like, before the song comes out, because I don't want people to be able to download it, because then they could just upload it, and then they could get the rights to it. So it's kind of like, it's going to be kind of tricky. But I might, like, you might just have to log into OnlyFans, you know. Uh-huh. People go, oh, I'm not going on Jeff's OnlyFans. I'm not going on Medium J's OnlyFans. I want to see his dick. And then some people go, wow, it's just his music. I wanted to see his dick. But uh, I might drop it somewhere so that you could hear it before it releases. But other than that, I would say this is the one thing where I would go like, like I'm 
very much a person that I won't sell you shit. I don't fuck the fans. You know, like Michael Rappaport says, I don't fuck the fans. But if the fans want to fuck each other, that's up to them. But I'll never fuck my fans over. And uh, this one is is something that you would probably want to pre-order. And and even then, I don't even. And, and to be honest, don't pre-order it. I'm not a guy that, not a guy that say pre-order shit. Cause like to be honest, but you seen what I did with Mortals Make Messiahs, the first edition. This is the, the fucking breakout hit, I think. Cause we did Tater Tots is coming out. Tater Tater Thoughts. Tater Thoughts. That's a banger for the young generation. We've got Nicotine that I just released. You can check that out. Available right now. Those are the two songs that are out that are coming up on the next album. Dropping October 31st. Those two songs. You know, you go, fuck man. They're unique. Now, now like I go, those two songs not even close to what the song that I like this song that I made is like me and my element this song is like a story bars witty funny at the same time kind of gruesome you know explicited and and it and the, the thing is what's beautiful about it is it's a story that wraps the whole it's like a circle it's an all-encompassing story where you go I don't know what's going on I don't know what's going on and you gotta listen to it multiple times which is fucking like perfect storytelling I think at one time during this song I say I'm Oscar Wilde like just just to throw it out there as a storyteller like because I'm throwing you for a loop like, you know, you're going for a loop and you go, oh, shit. At, right at the end, you go, okay, it makes sense. Right at the end, you go, oh, it makes sense. And I got to listen to it again to kind of piece together. That's what music should be. And Kendrick Lamar will bring this all back in this podcast because, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. You made an album where you kind of left off and you just drummed off the trails. You didn't wrap it up in a nice bow like what musicians and storytellers alike and lyricists do you gotta fuck and tell a story dog not this convoluted idea of like i don't know if people like me you got rich nigga problems kendrick lamar you fucking suck you trash you can't hit mid-level music when old Kendrick would be right on your ass telling you come on man old Kendrick would be in that control verse like yo damn what the fuck happened to you homie you was a shit but now you ain't shit nigga the best songs that you have are featured put it out there best songs call a nigga up man I will get I will jump start Kendrick Lamar's career and that's not even like people go that's cap and 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 I do talk a lot of shit but like I will get that nigga to actually write a story that's worth listening to and I'm going to leave that at that there's not I'm not going to end this fucking podcast uh, on a joke I'm just going to go cuz like I've listened to enough of this shitty ass album that I feel like I seriously could change the direction in which Kendrick Lamar is taking his fucking career because it's so convoluted in these 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 weird things. It's so off. He's so off as far as like these rich nigga problems. Like he had one part in the song and, and it's kinda like and I felt I fucked a white bitch, didn't know how I felt. Like bro, like at this point, like dude, I guess that's content for you, dude. 
I guess if you're if you're just out there just throwing fucking spaghetti to the wall and yeah, fucked a white bitch didn't know how I felt think I'm racist. Uh, think I'm racist. Uh, I think that's what at least what I tell myself. All right, man. We just making nah, dude. Nah, we just making music just to make music, nigga. I'm sorry, bro. Motherfucker, motherfuckers will tell you all damn day. That fucking Kendrick is the greatest. Kendrick's the GOAT. Kendrick's the fucking illest. And he gets on mic and he goes, I made 200000 and I freaked it. I freaked it. I bought it 87 for the weekend. The weekend. See? No, no, no. You got to get it, bro. It's He bought an 87 Cutlass for the weekend. And he also took it out just for the weekend. You know, the the rapper the weekend, the singer the rap, the singer the artist the weekend, and it's such it's fucking bars, bro. Yeah. Motherfuckers listening to Kendrick go, I can't wait, to, I can't wait to run the gamut in my head. You know, I can't wait to run the gamut in my head. You know, motherfuckers, cause like there's a lot of mental gymnastics going on with these fans of Kendrick Lamar stating that this is the greatest. This is. This is so great. And J. Cole trash too, nigga. J. Cole can get... J. Cole fucking sucks. Since Forest Hill Drive, yo, you suck, dude. You ain't hitting nothing, yo. Motherfucker, literally, his the best thing that he did was trying to diss Kanye. But Kanye crazy. You dissing a mentally ill dude, dog. That's not even... That's like taking a, a bum off the street and being like, I could beat him up. You know what I mean? Or I, I beat a bum in a hot dog eating contest or something. And the motherfucking stomach exploded. Like, it's not even fair, bro. It's not even fair, dude. I'm sorry, Kendrick. Kendrick sucks. Cole sucks. Bad, Joey Badass literally mentally ill, too. Joey Badass, he trashed, but he's, he's like, t- tied up in, you know, schizophrenia or something, bro. He, he, motherfucker, a lot of what he says is pretty fucking cool. And enjoy badass a motherfucking lyricist, but come on, man, he's still basically underground. A lot of motherfuckers are putting putting those three as the goats of lyricists of this generation, but bruh, 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 I'm sorry, but these guys are mid. If you actually listen to music out there, motherfuckers are dropping singles that 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 fucking shit on their entire albums. Yeah, I said it before and I'll say it again. J. Cole in the off season, you should have stayed off that season. You shouldn't have fucking went to play basketball in the African leagues, fucking averaging what four points. You didn't make it. You were benched in the African league. The motherfuckers that just finally got fucking, finally got netting on their hoops. This African league, dog, and you're you're out here barely, barely scraping the boards with them. How many rebounds you got? 0.7, dude? Come on, dude. J. Cole literally a fucking six foot seven. He's a tall ass nigga. You realize you can't play ball, Cole. You hop back into rap like shit was sweet, like we ain't miss you. Like niggas ain't fucking move on. That's like, that's like, yo, you talk, you talk to your chick, right? And you say, all right, I'm, we gonna take a break, right? And you leave. And, and you fail trying to go somewhere. I'm, I'm moving out. I'm moving out to Atlanta to get this thing popping. And ain't nobody fuck with me in my mixtape. So I come back and I go, baby. I we back. We try and pick up where he left off. No, you can't do that, nigga. Back into the back of the line, Cole. Get that flow again. Get that. Fu- get. 
get that flow again. You know what I mean? Start dribbling that ball and, and rhyme. You know what I mean? Because that ball will give you a little bit of rhythm. You somehow lost rhythm. Motherfucker J. Cole one time dunked in the NBA's, you know, slam dunk competition. And he thought, you know what? This shit for me, dog. Fuck rap. <laughs> trash, bro. Cold trash. You can tell what he's thinking, bro. That's the thing. You can tell what the nigga's thinking. And he named the album off season. The nigga was off. Kendrick. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Okay. You got half the album niggas are just stepping on the album. It sucks, man. It sucks. It's an album that sounds... A lot of the songs sound the same on the album. It sucks. It sucks. The unique songs were good and they were unique. And we'll leave it at that. It was good for that. But holy fuck, niggas got to get all these dudes' dicks, dude. Uh, and Joey Badass, the 95 till infinity is something that I'm fucking with as of lately. But bro, I'm like one or two. You do one or two songs that are kind of good. That kind of make you stretch your mind. And niggas are waiting. Niggas are ready to fucking die for you, you know. J Drake, what did Drake drop? Drake, honestly, never mind. You know, I put that shit on and I said, honestly, never mind. I turned that shit off, bro. It's trash. It's been the weekend show with Medium J, bro. I'm angry, bitter, hospitable. Fucking goddamn it, dude.